Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. This is Radio Free Mormon on the air, broadcasting behind enemy lines. Tonight's episode, part three of MTC Sex Scandal, The Recordings. This is the third and final episode in which I am releasing audio recordings that I have obtained from the BYU Police Department after two years of litigation, negotiation, and mediation. I am releasing this episode as well as the prior two episodes at 2 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time on today's date, April 7th, 2020. In the first episode, I played the recording of the initial contact that McKenna Denson had with the BYU Police Department in order to lodge her criminal complaint against Joseph Bishop, former MTC president, alleging that he had raped her in the basement of the MTC when she was a sister missionary back in 1984. In part two of this podcast series, I played the audio tape of the interview the BYU police conducted with Joseph Bishop at his home in Arizona. In part three of this series, I will be releasing three additional audio recordings that police made subsequent to their interview of Joseph Bishop. The first recording is of a phone call BYU police detectives had with McKenna Denson after they had returned to Utah from interviewing Joseph Bishop in Arizona. They made this phone call in order to report to McKenna Denson that they had interviewed Joseph Bishop and to ask her a few follow-up questions. The second recording in this series is a phone recording from McKenna Denson to the BYU PD after she had discovered that the criminal charges against Joseph Bishop were not allowed to be filed in Utah because the statute of limitations had expired. And she calls to thank them for their professionalism and courtesy. The third and final recording, which may be the most important recording, of this batch is a follow-up call on December 5th, 2017 that BYUPD had with Joseph Bishop. Joseph Bishop had some more information that he wanted the BYUPD to know in addition to the information that he had given them during their hour-long interview. Now, we will never know what happened between Joseph Bishop and McKenna Denson. We will never know if her allegations that he raped her are true and that they actually happened. What we do know, however, is if we take McKenna Denson and her allegations out of the picture and just look at the recordings with Joseph Bishop, what we have is the remarkable confession from a former MTC president that while he was MTC president, he had interactions with not one but two sister missionaries under his supervision of a decidedly sexual nature. That is the important thing to take from these recordings as far as I am concerned. That is uncontroverted and indeed uncontrovertible. So here is the first recording. This is the police calling McKenna Denson after they interview Joseph Bishop in order to ask her some follow-up questions. Play the tape. Hi, is that there? Yeah, that's me. Hi, this is Bob Nelson. How are you? Hi, Bob Nelson. I'm wonderful. How are you? Good. I'm calling from Andrus's phone, and I have Jeff Long here, so... Oh, okay. Um, hey, we're home. We made it back, alive. Yay! Yes. I'm not worried about you guys. <laughs> long drive, but it was I, good. It's long. I'm glad you're home, though. Yeah, it was nice. We got back about 9.30, 10 o'clock last night. Oh my gosh, you guys must be exhausted. So, yeah, we're, we're ready to go home tonight and just kind of chill, but... Good for you. So we just have a couple more follow-up questions to help us in uh, finding a few things. Uh, first of all, we've been trying to find... And um, so I wanted to see if there's anything else you might know about her. That, did you remember her hometown? I don't remember. I didn't even remember her last name until... So Brother Bishop said... Okay, did you ever talk to her? Only... The only time I remember talking to her is when we were in the president's office. Okay. So a personal one-on-one -on -one conversation, no. Okay. And but you said she spelled her name... I think she did. Okay. I'm surprised they even remember her first name because at the MTC, you know, it's we're... Mama or sister or elder. I, I, yeah. Okay. Okay, well, we just want to double-check. We've been doing a lot of searching, and we, we think we might have a possibility. Uh, we just wanted to talk to you before um, mm -hmm. we kind of went that way. Okay. Um, you think maybe you found her? Well, it's a, it's a long shot. Um, 
Okay. And so we're, we're gonna we're gonna just see if that might be her or not. But we are trying to find her. And um, so and then something else. Um, actually, I was at the MTC today. Mm-hmm. And um, and the room that you described. You said that there were steps that went down to the room, right? The preparation room? I think there were. I don't remember just stepping into an open area, but there was another room inside a room. And it was. It looked like a basement or storage area? Yes. Okay. And then, uh, well, what would you say the dimensions of the room would be? Oh, dear Lord, are you serious? Just an approximate. <laughs> yeah. it... Well, I can tell you what fit in there. The little twin bed very small desk like Relief Society size um, and just enough room to walk barely in between the desk and the bed. And then there was this little chair and there was something, I don't know, something was on the chair. Okay. And the walls, you say, were they um, sheetrock, cinder block? (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Uh, My guess is cinder block, but I don't want to guess because those just aren't I just don't, I don't know. Okay. Well, we did find a room that's uh, that very much so matches your description and also uh, the, the description you know, from from what Joseph gave us, too. Okay. And so Good. initially, I know we were trying to get some directions, and uh, but I think we know kind of what room that is now. Did I send you in the right direction? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, northbound from the office. I'm not sure if you remember where northbound was. I don't know north from east. Which way is the temple? East. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. No. Wait, I don't know. So if you were walking out of his office and looking east, that would be where the front entrance is and then the temple. Okay, and then down the hallway to the right. Down the hall to the right, well, depends on, I guess, where you're facing. If you're facing the temple, the right is south, which goes to the exit side, and to the left, which is north, would go to the cafeteria area. I don't know. Okay. And then, um, do you know your companion's name at the time? Do you remember her name? I don't. Um, I... I know that there was a girl named that was in our group. Her dad um, was a dentist in right there near Provo, but not in Provo, one of the surrounding little towns. Um, so if you can get a hold of her, she probably has pictures and you know some memorabilia from her time working at the MTC. I don't know if I asked you that the other yes, day. Yes, she was. Uh, yeah, I kind of thought that's probably what she was doing. So yeah, okay. yeah, we'll we'll get with her, or she'll be easy to find. <laughs> yeah, she should be. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing that we were uh, on our drive home, we were discussing the, this case and and how to get some more information that would help, uh, you know, the you know the county attorney's office. Okay. You know, just have more be able to file these charges on him. And um, one thing that we realized that, um, you know, he claims that you had had your your breast um, augmentation before because that was his reason for asking you to, for you to expose yourself to him. And um, and you were saying that it was afterwards, you said you had a, you know, a padded bra. And um, so it was after the fact or after the mission is when you got that surgery. Yes. Um, if you could provide us, if possible, um, a medical record, it doesn't have to be a detailed medical record, but something with a date of when that procedure took place. Because if it's after, if it's after you're in the MTC, that really discredits his, you know, story of, you know, of, of what he uh, told us what happened you know, about the whole thing about. You voluntarily exposing yourself was based on, uh, you know, the implants. Right. Okay. Um, I, the first time I had them done was in, the second time was by, and he was fixing something that the doctor did. I, I, it was after my mission. I I went over there with a group of kids from BYU 
um, it was an English teaching, whatever, English, I, don't, I don't remember what it was, work-study program is what it was. Um, that particular thing may be difficult, but there are a lot of people who knew me um, before I had my augmentation and after um, proof. I don't... So someone would possibly have maybe at least some information on when that happened. And yes. of course your ex-husband would also be able to. No, he wouldn't know. Oh, he wouldn't know? No, I had them before I met him. Oh, that was before you you guys met in, or here? No, we met here. We, we met at on campus at BYU, actually. Oh, so, so it wasn't then when you were with him? Uh, in they were already done by then. I went to twice. I went to after my mission, and then I went after I got married. I took him back there because I wanted to open a company. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but let me give this some thought because there's got to be somebody. I mean, this wasn't something I, I just jumped up and told everybody. Oh, guess what I'm doing? Um, there's got to be somebody who knows. Well, in the medical records would obviously be the first choice because that's, um, you know, very strong in a court of law, you know, if there's an actual record that shows a date. Okay, well, I believe he, in his medical records, I had to um, tell him who the doctor was, and I don't remember the doctor's name, um, and when that took place. So his records should indicate... So now, of course, will not give us any records because they're protected. And okay, so it so would have to be you giving us those records because can, they're can yours. I just, can I call them and have them fax me a release of information? I can release them to you? Um, yeah, yeah. As long as if that works for them, absolutely. If you want to sign a waiver and then they give yeah. us the information or you provide us a location, we can go pick it up and uh, that would work just as well as oh, you be... would have to make that call to give that permission on okay, what that I, happened. I will do that straight away. Let me just write that down on my paper. And if up. there's any information um, that the date of when that was done, but also if there's any documentation of dates of the, of the first uh, augmentation, because okay. because that's what we really need is when the first one happened, you know, the, the date on that, because then that would just completely, you know, discredit his, uh, you know, his account of what happened down there. What year, what year was it that you had it done? In? Let me think here. I think around 86. And did you have to have it redone? Was it a botched deal or something? What was the... It Yeah, well, the uh, yeah, but, and so that's what X. Okay. So uh, I have a question. So yeah. when you were in the first time, was there, um, were you there under like a BYU program? I was not. Okay. He was saying something about, um, he thought it was weird how the church was paying for the breast. Who does that? The church doesn't pay for <laughs> yeah. cosmetics. That's what we were thinking, too. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Okay. That's why we had to ask you, because he was implying that somehow the church had paid for him. And I am so clever that I could manipulate the church into giving me a boob job. Thank you. I was going to say kudos to you, woman. Yeah, no, <laughs> no kidding, right? <laughs> uh, no, that's pretty retarded. But I will do what I can to um, validate for our case. Okay, yeah, if you could just call him, because if, if we could somehow have, you know, had something where he had verified maybe some, some prior records from, or, or by his expert opinion that, you know, from what he saw as far as the damages that, you know, that he could tell it was, you know, recent within the year, you know, just any kind of documentation like that that would substantiate when the first surgery occurred you know, would be good. Okay, so if I sign a waiver, do I sign it over to the BYU PD or you in particular or county attorney's office or how do I, who do I give it to? Well, the waiver would go, the doctor would need a copy of the waiver and then you would just instruct him on who to give that to. So if you said, 
you know, to the police department and you could put our names down there as maybe the only people that could be released to. Okay. You know, knowing that once we get that information, you know, that it will go into a police report, which then, of course, will possibly be used in court and different things like that. No, that's great. Yeah, I'm happy to do whatever, whatever I need to do. Yeah. Okay, well, great. Yeah, if you could do some uh, digging on that and then just, just let me know. Okay, anything else? Um, yeah, just checking to see on the update on the on the recording. We've had a chance to, um, you know, hook a speaker up to it and record it off an iPhone or... I have not. Um, I, I I have not yet. You want to send it to us or what do you think? What are you thinking? Um, I was thinking that, um, but I I got a call from the New York Times and I got a call from a guy that is a reporter from Frontline. Um, and they both suggested the same thing that you guys did. I, I'm not giving the tape to them until right. I know that we have a criminal case. Yeah. And then they can run with it. They can do whatever they want. But I want to make sure that this, aspect of the case is the most important part yeah don't release that till we can yeah that's that wouldn't be helpful so if you want to make a copy if you trust us with it whatever you want to do i mean we don't want to i will make a copy and i can send you the original how's that oh yeah that's cool yeah that'll work okay and then we'll just yeah i'm not hesitating because i don't trust you i just I'm exhausted. I am sure. emotionally just drained. But I am right now, as we speak, working on the statement of facts. Oh, good. Good, good. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I I think I just need to get some speakers to, to plug it in. Does, and does your computer does your computer have a speaker? My, my computer, bless his heart, has um, USB wireless. So that's not helpful. Okay. And you could even try, maybe it's it's good enough to pick it up, but I think a speaker would probably be your best option just to... I think you're absolutely right with that. Even just a little cheap speaker, you can just plug in there and just give a little more application. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Okay, so... I'll, okay, I've got, got to work on my recording, work on the statement of facts, Get that to you straight away. Anything else? It's like you're back in college. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just uh, if, if you already have media calling, yeah, just give us time to. I don't want anything, you know, hindering our case. Nothing is going to hinder your case. Okay, I am yeah, not releasing. To... I'm not releasing anything. Well, uh, first of all, I don't believe that they would act on the information until there's actually some kind of charges. Yeah, hopefully, but they oh, yeah, but they could. It depends on if they think the moment's right or something, and they want to well, take you back them. on another news story or something. Thank you. I'm not giving them my tape until I get the okay from you. How'd they find out? I'm just curious how that information. I reached out. out. I was oh. looking for. I I reached out to everybody. Oh, gotcha. I want I want everyone to be able to come forward and say yeah. He did that to me too, or well, somebody else in the church did. It's just something that needs to be, you know. There are a lot of sick people in the world, and there are sick people in the church, and they need they need help. Yes, there are. So yeah, just give us time to get this, you know, tidied up, so we can get down to county before it, you know, that that fecal matter storm hits. Okay, I, I promise so. you that I will not send the recording or let anyone listen to it until you tell me that he's been charged. Okay. Yeah, that, because if you were to give the recording to somebody and then and then they give it back to you, um, now it's been out of your custody. Uh-huh. And, um, and sometimes in court uh, scenarios like that, that can somehow taint the validity of it. That, you know what, I understand chain of custody, um, but I also understand that the most important factor for me is making sure that he's held accountable. Yes, uh-huh. And the rest of it will just sort of, if it's the right thing to do, then that will all just sort of fall into place. 
Well, and, and you would have your own copy, you know, so um, if, we, if we got, you know, the, if we got that right from you, then that, you know, that looks good on our criminal investigations. Absolutely. Okay, well, great. We'll keep us posted then and uh, let us know about if we can go pick something up from him. Okay, I will do that. So um, do I, if it's after hours, do I send it, do you want me to send a text to you, Bob? Yeah, you could send me a text or, or you could just email me on my email. Okay. Like I that's, check my email all the time if you uh, want to just send that's a quick ideal. email. Yeah. yeah, that's it better. Okay, I will take care of this straight away. Okay, all right. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much. See you. Bye. Okay, this was on uh, November 6th or December 6th, 2017 at about 3 o'clock. The second recording is a phone message from McKenna Denson to the BYUPD after she had learned that the statute of limitations had run and criminal charges would not be filed against Joseph Bishop. Play the tape. Hi, Detective Nelson. This is, um, um, I have heard from the prosecutor. He, I'm sure you already know this. He's tried every possible way to get around the statute of limitations um, and cannot prosecute um, Joseph Bishop and I I want to thank you um, and Matt and Detective Long and all of you for taking the time and trouble to drive out here to interview Joseph Bishop. I hope that you don't feel like your time was wasted um, knowing that you were coming with a fire under my bum and drove me out to go to Arizona myself. And the information that we got from him, we're still pursuing um, with the investigative reporter. Um, so I I want to thank you um, for believing me and trusting in me, even though he didn't necessarily tell the truth. The story is going forward. It will break on national television in February, and then they're going to follow up with a very intensive investigation into um, other women and other people in the church, and perhaps we can change some church policy on how they manage and handle uh, abuse victims. So I want to thank you. I really, really appreciate both of you taking your time to come here. Um, I'm sorry that you got bad information from the prosecutor's office, but honestly, I think I think things happen for a reason. So I truly hope that you don't feel like it was a waste of your time because for me, it was the, one of the best things that has ever happened to me. So thank you. Merry Christmas. And um, I hope that Detective Davis's new grandbaby is born and wonderful. Have a good day. Bye. And finally, the third recording is coming up next. This is when Joseph Bishop talks by phone to the BYU Police Department detectives and wants to give them additional information that they had not covered in their prior interview of him at his home in Arizona. This is a very important audio recording. Please listen carefully. Play the tape. <clears throat> this is a follow-up call at 15.24 hours. December 5th. Hello. Hi, this is Bob Nelson can, and also Jeff Long. Can you hear us okay? That's exactly what I prefer. Okay. All right, well, we have you on speakerphone. Yeah, so what would you like to tell us about, um, about what she said to you? Yes, I would. Okay, go ahead. I don't know where to start, but let me start back at, uh, I, I received a phone call from her and she said she was um, somehow affiliated with the church and she was doing an article for the Ensign on mission presidents that had uh, served more than one time as president. And that I, and she invited me then to to she wanted to interview me so that's where that's where it started okay how did, 
and and so then she, she was to come here I'd invited my son to be here and my fiance and um, then she called and said would I come to the hotel I was a little nervous about that until she said that there was a conference room with glass a glass conference room is what she called it and I said fine that would be fun so I went we went in and now I'll just tell you some things that I think related later to she told me today that she'd recorded that meeting uh-huh. so you you have the recording I assume or the the content of the recording <clears throat> yeah so we, she, we haven't reviewed it yet but well so she um, was very kind to me I, I, the first thing was a little strange was that she uh, shook hands with me three times and I thought once would be enough you know and it just kind of strange that she would do that so then she we went into the interview and she wanted to know what I've been doing for the church and this kind of thing um, so that's that was the the stage for the interview during the interview she said something that again caught me this is after she said you don't remember who I am do you I said no I didn't she then told me uh, the story of how uh, I had ruined her life I was very apolog- apologetic of course I felt really terrible about that whole thing I I didn't I didn't know she was I thought that she was there so that I could, I I didn't know why she was there, but but anyway, it was that kind of setting. And then in this interview, she said, you know that you've touched me three times? And I thought, I haven't touched you at all. I can't, you know, that was strange to me that she would say that. Now today, after I talked to her, I remember that she shook my hand three times, which I thought was strange. But then she also said that I had looked at her breasts once, and I thought that is, that's not true. I didn't make a fuss over it, but I, my feeling was that that's just not true. She's, she's, um, you know, something's wrong here. When did she say that? Uh, today, when you called her, or today in the call this morning? <clears throat> okay. So I don't remember how we got into it, but I asked her why, what was going on, and she said that it was for a greater cause. That she was using me for a greater cause, and that I was not to worry about it because she planned on testifying in my sentencing asking for lenience so that I would not have to go to jail and that uh, what else was it wouldn't have to go to jail wouldn't have to register as a sex offender that she would be there to help she came across as a, a friend who's obviously got an issue with the church she said that the church for too long a time had been allowing the brethren you still there yeah uh-huh okay i've got a call coming we'll just forget it i didn't want to i thought maybe you'd gone off oh uh-huh. so so that uh the the bishops and those you know in the in authority were not listening to the sisters, they were listening to the brethren. And therefore the, the sisters were being abused. And and that was that's why she said she was she said she no longer believed in the church. She believed in the atonement. She believed in uh, uh, prayer. And, and I think that was it, and the gospel. But she didn't believe in the church. Well, that was obvious because she was out to, you know, 
So the greater cause is that she wants to use my cause as a celebrity cause since I had a high position to embarrass the church and make a change. Now that's, that was made clear. And that I wasn't to worry about it because she would take care of me. Okay. So is that? And that was all what she said today, right? That's what she said today. I wish I had had a recording going, because then you would have that. Uh-huh. I came, I came back, and, and then I got on the internet and started to search her and see what's going on. And I, she has a rap sheet. I couldn't get the details because it's blocked off. It just said that, and she, you know, she was booked in this kind of the same kind of thing. I don't know if that's permissible to use, but it seems to me that now that I know her intent, then things started to make more sense to me as to why she did what she did. Um, and what and the questions, for example, she was upset, obviously, and you'll read it in the transcript, that she talked to, to tell him about my issue with her and uh, that he had never responded to her. I remembered the following day that I had received a call later uh, asking about the issue. And by then I had gone to my bishop and, and uh, told him what had happened. And so I told her now, we. we it's important to me that you not misunderstand. Of course, he followed up. This I'd forgotten about it, but this is what happened. I wanted her to know so she wouldn't hold that against the church because that was her big thing, that the brethren are doing a, a number on, this, on the sisters. Um, the other thing that popped up now that I see it was when she accused me of trying to rape her, that's when I said, that can't be possible. I, I wouldn't have forgotten that, and yet then I'm worrying about my age and my mind. And so I said, holy cow, might I have done that? And then, the, you know, the answer now is she, I think she needed a stronger case than just my looking at her breasts. And that's why that's I think that's included. That's not true. That's not true. Let's see, what else might she have said that might be of help? Um, now, was, was there anything that you might have said to her um, on your meeting at the hotel? that would be inconsist inconsistent with what you told us today in our interview? No. I was trying my best to be very, very honest to both you and to her because I felt like I had really damaged that poor soul. I don't, she, she's been around, she, I don't think it was damaged to perhaps some, now, you know, but, no, there is nothing inconsistent with that I know of. Okay. Yeah, like I said, we haven't reviewed it yet. Uh, that's something that we're, you know, that we're going to do, you know, shortly. Well, I would so. hope that you could take this information in consideration of what she has done in her recording. Because I think the recording was, she was asking me, she wanted numbers of how many women I had abused and so I was going back thinking, oh my gosh, what and I can't remember what I said, but I was trying to tell her my indiscretions and and my life and you know, all that kind of thing to to be truthful, to be honest. But what she was doing obviously for me in my view is setting me up anyway. Okay. So just to clarify, did did she call you today or did you call her? I called her. Okay. But she had asked me to call her earlier on. She gave me her number and said we could talk. I think she's 
trying to be, uh, she wants to make sure I'm not, that I don't go to jail. I think maybe she's just being nice about that. But, but she did say several times and went over it, this was for a greater cause. And it would be to my benefit to, you know, that I could be forgiven of my sins and, and uh, by doing this. So she said greater cause several times? Yes, she did. And the greater cause was spelled out. She thinks the church is remiss, amiss in uh, in the, the general authorities and uh, how they, well, any authority, how they listen to the male, the priesthood, and they don't listen to the female. She's, you know, she's she's had a rough life. She had a baby out of wedlock. She's been bounced around. She's divorced. She's got, you know, all that kind of stuff. She's been in jail a couple or three times. She's 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 been around. And she kept giving me legal advice about the jail system. And I asked her, what can I expect? And so she ticked it off. I was gonna, I had a meeting with you people, then it would go to the county attorney, and then it would come to me, I would be called in um, to testify or whatever. Then at the sentence, I'd be called in, and the sentencing, and then she said, now I promise that I'll be at the sentencing in your behalf. And she told me what she was going to say. It's almost Which, like, almost like me, kind of planning out how yeah. it would all go down. Yes. Okay. She, that was my takeaway from all of this. This thing has been carefully orchestrated to the intent of I'm being used to embarrass the church because of my positions etc now I had an indiscretion I, I'm not begging off on that at all but I think her purpose is not my indiscretion it's, okay. as she said it's much bigger than you much bigger than I this is you know okay so uh, do you that card that were that uh Detective Long gave you. Does it have an email address on it? I hope I can find it because I go around and drop in papers, hindering you on. And uh, hang on just a minute. Let me see if I can put my. Okay, I think there should be an email address on that card. Uh, Jeff Long. Yeah, does it show an email address? Yep. Yeah. So if you would like, if you want to. If you want to write up an email to Jeff Long, um, kind of describing what you're telling us, you know, of what she said and what you said, and then, um, you know, and, and, and we can take this and we can uh, put it in our police report, you know, as documentation, uh, kind of like your your side of the story on that phone call. You're welcome to do that if you would like. And so that we have... Yeah, I, in, that's in my writing. purpose of talking to you right now I, I she has been saying her thing and she's had it recorded and yes. I've been going along with it in a way because I felt so terrible about what I might have done now I'm looking at it and saying I think this stuff is orchestrated I think this is set up in, to use my indiscretion to, to embarrass the church that, dear brethren, is I just don't want that to happen. Well, and that's why we definitely want, you know, both sides, you know, of the story yeah, as, right, as right. we I'm investigate not this. Case here, I'm just yeah. very serious about that issue. That's to me is and to you probably. But. Yeah. So, would you be willing to send us an email with this, uh, yeah. with your account yeah. of this conversation? Yes, of course. Okay, yeah, that'd be great. And then I would just now, again I advise... Problem, I have a problem right now, and that is um, my email, I can receive emails, I can't send them back out. can't get an answer back out. I've got to come, have a technician come and set up my printer, which doesn't work. I've just moved into this little place um, recently, 
and I've been remodeling it, so I still have those issues. So is there a timeline on this that I need to Um, go? you know, if you could get it to us, uh, you know, in the next week, if, if that's reasonable. Oh, that's fine. No, I, okay. can, I can go over to my fiance's house and do that. And, and then again, just, just to advise you that um, yeah, I, I would probably not reach it. out to make any contact with no, her. I didn't understand. I didn't understand that. Yeah, and then if she reaches out to you, I probably would not have contact. Just um, you know, just because of the sensitive nature of a criminal case, we, you know, of we course. definitely don't want that communication going between the victim and the suspect. So, of course, of course. But I am glad I called her because I got clarification on a lot of things for me, at least. But I was totally confused about. Okay. I'm not. I'm not confused anymore about losing my memory. Well, I appreciate you calling us. Um, uh, well, you know, I called a. I called a few times, and um, you must have been busy, and that's why you didn't get back with us. But I appreciate your calling. What I back. did is I went to talk to my fiance, and I forgot my phone. Oh, okay. I just I was upset. And, not thinking and I'd rarely do that but anytime you call I'll be more than happy to talk I want to talk to you okay did you tell your fiance about the situation or I did uh, I didn't feel it was right for her to marry a man that might be going to jail and she is the one that said wait a minute let's let's look on the internet and she's the one that found this lady's been in jail several times and yeah well now stuff. you know like detective long told you you know there's a, there's a process um you know in a case like this you know again he said you know we're not going to haul you off and uh, book you in jail you know um if it goes through the process it would go through the attorneys first and uh and jail time in a situation like this would probably not happen until you know any kind of sentencing sentencing phase if it even came to that so so that, that that's as far as how we kind of described it in your interview of how the process could work going that way so uh, do I need to get an attorney you know that's completely up to you that's your right to do so if you would like um, it's not our place to advise you to get an attorney or not to get an attorney. That's completely okay. up to you. Okay. If I were to get an attorney, uh, is my case pleaded by this attorney? Or is it uh, is the written statement by your, your investigation considered first? Or is there, does she come back in and testify? And well, the, 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 way, the way it works is so... We gather the information, and then the county attorney decides if there's if there's a evidence for any charges. If so, then you know you would be you would get a, a summons, you know, to plead guilty or not guilty. And then what would happen is if you plead not guilty, then it goes to you know a pre-hearing and uh, trial phases to where um, you you plead your case. Or if you have an attorney, they plead it on your behalf, and then, uh, or there's deals that can be made between a defense attorney and also a prosecutor, and then at that point, it could either go to a bench trial or a jury trial. If they make a determination that you're not guilty, then the case is dropped. If it's guilty, then they go to the sentencing phase, and so. Well, I think I, I think I am guilty, but not of what she is saying. Yes, I don't know how that would be framed. Well, so what would happen guilty is... Guilty of an indiscretion, but not guilty of... Yeah. Trying to... Well, see, how that works is um, is the county attorney looks at the at the evidence and they apply it to to a law. And if, and if there's a law that uh, was violated based on the evidence, then they would apply a specific charge to that. And so then, if you were to get a summons on criminal charges, it would tell you exactly what charge that is. I and see. So, so you would be pleading guilty or not guilty to that specific charge and, only, okay. and only that specific charge. So, so if you think you're guilty of like an indiscretion, but it's not a crime, then of course you wouldn't be charged with that. Well, I'm not sure it's not a crime. I, 
I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. She was older, so I don't know her age at the time. And I was stupid, so my age doesn't really matter. But I've, I've said that. Yes, I did. I, I did what I said I did, and there I am. So if that's the charge, if the charge is attempted rape, then I am not guilty. Yeah, and so that and so that would so you would have the right to whatever charges the county attorney's office decides that they may want to file, then you would have that right to plead guilty or not guilty to that specific charge and you could have representation as an attorney, you know, with an attorney if you would like as well. Okay. Um and and the timeline um like Detective Long said is that my guess is by the time we conclude our investigation and put all the information together and submit it into the county attorney's office, my guess is, is they may not even review it until January, uh, knowing that they're pretty busy and with holidays coming up. So my guess is right. January is when they would make a determination of whether they're going to proceed or not proceed with any charges. Okay. I had another question, but it's now left me. <laughs> had to do with... Uh, with what? I can't... Uh, one of the questions was uh, that I don't think you could answer is, is it best to have an attorney from Utah or from Arizona? I, I, yeah, that... Yeah, that I don't know, me, and, and if we did know, we 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 wouldn't be able to advise you either. But right, okay. Yeah. Well, there's another item that uh, I assume I can get back to you uh, when I put this little document together. Oh, I know what the question was. Okay. If if uh, if she has contrived all of this with a different purpose in mind. Does that hold any uh, sway with the judgment of where I am, or is that just well? That's she can she can do that if I'm guilty of what she says I'm guilty of. Well, it doesn't matter that she is. Well, it could be addressed in several ways. It could be addressed in the fact that maybe the you know the prosecutor, based on certain information, may or may not file. Um, it can also be addressed, you know, in an actual trial to where, you know, those motives or statements, you know, can be made to determine uh, guilt or innocence. And so it, it can actually be applied at several levels throughout the, this process. Okay. okay. And, and, and the more information that, you know, me and... Detective Long have, you know, definitely, you know, helps us, you know, being in the know of all the details, you know, helps us uh, prepare, a, you know, a better report so that the prosecutor has as much information as they can when they make those decisions. It's because it's not, it's not necessarily us that files the charges, it's the county attorney that... No, I understand files. that. Yeah. You're the investigators. Yes. So hopefully that helps you understand that part of the aspect a little bit better. It does tremendously. Okay. And thank you for the heads up. I I didn't I don't know what I'm doing. So any suggestion that's appropriate, I I'm open to, of course. Yeah, and definitely just make sure you don't contact her. That's not legal advice. That's just us saying that um, it could be a potential criminal charge. Uh, for witness tampering if it meets a certain criteria so you'll you want to be very cautious with that she's a witness um well she's considered right now the victim and so um even a witness or a victim if the suspect makes contact yeah so just make sure that there's no contact i will and i appreciate you calling us i appreciate you meeting with us I know this is not an easy time for you, and this has got to be a very 
big challenge and so we do appreciate your willingness to communicate with us um so well, I appreciate so thank you that. For that. It's, it's now reached a different level for me before, uh, you know, with my heart condition, etc. cetera. Uh, you know, the system can do what it, what it does, and I'm saying, okay, that's fine, I'm fine. Now it's not fine. I think that this is, um, she said it, it's bigger than, than me and her. <laughs> but it's bigger from my side than her side. She's, she has a issue with the church. I have an issue for the church. I've uh, spent my life doing that kind of service and not bragging, I'm just saying that's the way I feel about it. Okay. Gospel's true, so that's that. And now she wants to put the church uh, influence others to leave the church you know that to me is wow well I appreciate you sending us an email on, on more details on this conversation and so that'll okay. that'll help us just with more information so I, I don't know how much more detail it just it's just all coming together I wish I'd taken notes when it happened, but frankly, I was just slumped. I didn't sleep well last night, so I laid down and took a nap, and then I decided I need to go talk to my fiance because, uh, you know, didn't want any misunderstandings with who I am for that lady. And Yeah, that makes sense, uh-huh. So I did. Uh, my son, one of my sons, is an attorney. I thought I might go over everything with him. He's a corporate attorney, so he's not, you know. Yeah. But, uh... Okay, well, thank you, and we will, um, you know, we will be in touch with you, you know, with um, any developments or things that, uh, you know... Okay. To, to kind of just kind of keep you in the loop a little bit. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, thank well, you. thank you very much. You bet. All right, bye. bye. All right, call ended. All right, 2651. So that concludes the public release of the audio recordings that Radio Free Mormon has obtained after two years of extensive and protracted litigation, negotiation, and mediation with the BYU Police Department in order to obtain these recordings. If you appreciate what I'm doing here at Radio Free Mormon, please take the time to go to RadioFreeMormon.org now and make a contribution. Please make a monthly contribution, $10 a month, $20 a month, whatever you can afford. That's about all for tonight. Until next time... This is Radio Free Mormon, signing off the air.